guys. Welcome to the Save Continue podcast, where every week we get together and talk about video games and video game-related stuff. As always, I'm Shanae Howard. With me is Ryan Robinson. Hi. And Thomas Shelby. Hey, guys. And it's been two weeks, but uh, what games have y'all been playing? Uh, so much. Too much. I got the Ghost of Tsushima Platinum, oh. and I started New Game Plus. Boom. Ooh. You love that Ghost of Tsushima. I can't help you send email on Apple Watch. What's, whose watch was that? That was your watch. Not mine. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> I didn't check my watch because I saw Tommy's square light up when it was going when it was popping off. <laughs> uh, so yeah, been playing that. New Game Plus is pretty awesome so far. Uh, I like the new charms because you can make the game a lot harder and bloodier, nice. and that's always fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought Cyber Shadow and started playing that. And, like, if you are a fan of old-school Ninja Gaiden, uh, play it. Like, it's hard as balls. Like, that's a hard fucking game. It's great. Yeah. It's really good. Have you gotten very um, far in it at all? Oh, no. No? No, not at all. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's more forgiving than Ninja Gaiden in that there's checkpoints. Yeah. You know? Uh, okay. But they're, they're spaced quite far from each other. Yeah. <laughs> it's a... It's a real hard game, but it's fun. I think Ninja Garden 2 or 3 had checkpoints in it. Uh, no. I'm talking about, like, old-school NES Ninja Garden. Oh, yeah, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Um, roger, roger. <laughs> I was thinking that. Today I started playing uh, Warhammer Chaos Bane. And, oh, you know, like... It's pretty much what I thought it would be, right? Like, you look at it, and you're like, okay, this is Diablo. And that's what it is. It's Diablo. I like Diablo. Uh, is it it's not I, like that? I've, yeah. I've played that game. Yeah. Like, it's it's fun. There are things that it does better than Diablo and things that it does much worse than Diablo. Give me some examples. But, like, well, like, the voice Give me one good, one bad. pretty bad, you know? Yeah. Uh, the character models up close aren't so great. Yeah. But, like... I guess I don't really care with that kind of game, you know? Sure. Yeah, it does not affect um, anything. But, like, it does these, like, your objectives when you're going through these dungeons are a bit more interesting than Diablo in that, like, they frequently make you have to hustle. Uh, and, like, you know, usually when I'm playing those games, I'm clearing out, like, every single hallway... Yes. No fucking fog of war left, you know? Uh, and I'm still doing that here, only it's like I'll rush in and do whatever objective it wants me to do, and then I'll go back through, you know? But uh, if you like Diablo and you're looking for something to play on your PlayStation 5, uh, pick it up. And then I, I downloaded it. For the first time, read uh, Batman Whatever Happened to the Cape Crusader. And that's really, really good. It's a good ending to Batman of any continuity. Uh, uh, who wrote that? I've also been rereading Neil Gaiman. Uh, I've also read a comic today. I've because of WandaVision, I I've been going through and rereading House of M. That Wanda Sykes show. 
the WandaVision, not Wanda yeah. Sykes. <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth Olsen. She's the like, other Olsen she's like, hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, I would, I love Elizabeth Olsen, but I would love to see Wanda Sykes as Wanda. Sure. That'd be cool. That would be cool. I'd watch that. Well, if it's called WandaVision, then it'd just be Wanda Sykes. She doesn't have to be Wanda Wanda the Witch, right? No, but I want to see that, though. You want to see yeah, Wanda Sykes as Wanda the Witch? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do see I, I, Wanda, uh, Red, Scarlet Witch, uh, and Vision. Yeah. I would love to see, uh, what's the guy, what's the actor's name who plays Vision? Uh, Paul oh, no. Bettany. Yeah, I would love to see him and Wanda Sykes be in love and have children. <laughs> well. I'd be down. Yeah. I mean, you name her. You mean her name's not Wanda the Witch? No. Huh. How about that? Nope. No. No. Oh. Anyways, uh, what else, Tom? <laughs> uh, that's it for the most part. You know, I've been playing some like random small things here and there, but like that's what I've really been playing the most of. Um. Yeah. What about you, Ryan? Uh. So let's see. <clears throat> Been playing uh, Persona 5 Royal. That's uh, going as it does. I've been eyeballing it. It's fun. It's a, it's a good time. Uh, I've been using a guide to to uh, to get me from day to day, so I can maximize everything. And uh, apparently, the with Royal, you can get the platinum on with just one playthrough. So I'm using the guide to make sure I I'm able to do that. Um, and also you're using like a trophy guide or what so i'm using a so i'm using a guide that's like it's a 100 percent guide so it's okay. telling me what to do every day to make sure i get 100 percent with everything mm. um i'm assuming some of it's like oh choose like one of these three actions on this point like it's not like saying like you have to do one specific thing at this time frame but like oh. i mean like i guess on some things but because on those that i looked at for when i played the regular persona 5 it was like hey you want like these are the top tier like choices to do and then like yeah. mid tier and then trash ones. Uh, so this guide has been pretty. It's like it's it does a good job of giving telling me like what I can do on a specific day and what I absolutely must do on a specific day. Uh, and it's it's kind of take like my big thing with uh, Persona Five is that every day is just like choice paralysis for me. And I'm just like, and it's just so like every day is just anxiety inducing. So having a guide to actually tell me what to do on each day has made me enjoy the game a lot more. Um, also, I've been playing, uh, well, Kaylee and I have been playing uh, The Division 2 again. This is like the first time we've played it since last March when the, when the pandemic like kind of really kicked off. Because uh, back then we stopped playing it. It was like, well, they're talking about viruses and quarantines a lot in this game, and it's it's becoming a real bummer. It's bumming us out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this is the first time we played it in in a year, and um, it's cool because they added a new mode in it called the Summit, which is it takes you to this uh, this 100 floor skyscraper, and then you fight your way up each level, and each level has like a different objective that you have to accomplish before you go to the next floor. Uh, and then there's kind of the, like the Tower of Fates thing with uh, Soul Calibur. Sure, I never really did that stuff. So, uh, but oh. it's, uh, but it's cool, right? Because like I when I went into it, I thought every level, every floor was just gonna be kill all the guys on this floor and then go to the next floor. 
but uh, different objectives like <clears throat> hack into this computer or defend this hostage and stuff oh. like that. Um, and it's procedurally generated, so the floor layout changes and the objectives change every time. Uh, but it's been it's been really fun uh, going through that stuff. Um, and also been playing uh, a good amount of Apex Legends with uh, with a couple of my friends. Uh, got a win the other day, so that felt really good. Um, nice. Yeah, like especially when you get down to the when you're like it's it's down to your team and like one other team. And you're like, and like the circle is real small, and you're wondering like where they're gonna come from, and then, uh, and then when that when that win screen pops up, it's just it's really satisfying. Um, but yeah, that's pretty basically been basically uh, all I've been playing this week and uh, last week too. So I've been playing uh, Code Realize on my Switch. Um, I also like. I know I've talked about it like multiple times, but Apple Arcade, Outlanders. I found out like a new thing about the game. Also, more levels, even more levels were dropped. Mm-hmm. It's got me hooked. And so now I'm also like replaying all those old levels because I kept playing a specific way, thinking that like certain parameters were there, and then I realized that wasn't the case. So it's What's super co- fun. Pl- what does Code Realize? Code Realize is a. Uh, is it an Otome game? Hmm. It's it's a super nice quality game. Like I liked Caller X Malice, but I think this is like one of the best Otome games, like or at least newer ones in that I've played in years, probably since Mystic Messenger. So uh, like how many boys? I haven't so I'm like a I don't know, like two, three hours into it. So I haven't met all of the boys. How many boys at have you been given so, so far? Uh, I think that I can romance four of them. Okay. Maybe but more. But it's like, it's better production values than most, right? Yeah. I mean, so far, I've had, like, very little choices. I've had fewer choices than I normally do in an Atomi game in the beginning. Because, yeah. like, normally you do have, like, that prologue where there's not really any choices. Um, and because you're just, like, finding the story and then meeting everybody. So you're not really doing anything to like affect your choices later because you don't know anything yet. But um, this one, like the first choice you get is to like go with somebody or not. And if you choose not to, then it just ends the game. Mm. <laughs> and I think that's really funny. And I and I honestly like those like those things in like choose your own adventures or Atomi games where it's just a dead end because then it feels like. Like, there is more stories going on. And my choices do matter because my story could end very quickly or not. So when the story... But by, by better production value, though, I mean, like, it's got, like, less, like, stock images than a lot of the cheaper Otomis, right? Yeah. Like, isn't so it, it one of those, like, root letter, yeah. that sort of thing, where it's, like, they actually put some money into it? Yeah. I mean, it's still an Otomi, so it's still, like, at max right. 20 backgrounds. <laughs> sure, sure. But, uh, but, yeah, with the little animations that go through... You see the people pop up more. Mm-hmm. You, um, the voice acting, fantastic. Um, <clears throat> like everybody has distinctive like looks and personalities, and yeah. like as far as like the story goes, like it's just yeah, it's like it's produ- better production value all around for sure than most Atomis. And um, so I've been doing that, and then Outlanders, and then. Um, I've really been playing. I've also been doing a puzzle, but um, 
I kind of want to talk about something I got for my birthday. Okay. <clears throat> so my friend, uh, Sean, he's been really into uh, modding his Game Boy, and I've talked about it on the show before. He's taken some of my old Game Boy games and, like, turned them into ROMs and give them as a USB. So I now have a new glass screen. Cool. For my... And then he also bought me stickers because Kid Shanae had peeled oh, all these cool. off. Oh, cool. That's rad. Yeah. Uh, you should get that backlit, dude. It's pretty easy. So, yeah, that's going to be my next thing. I also found out that there's something, like, in the speaker on here. So I'm going to replace the speaker. So, like, I found one for, like, three bucks. And then, yeah, so it would be pretty easy to also do the backlit. But, so this is my Game Boy Advance currently. Missing the back of it and everything. And this is going to be the new case for it. Yeah, this is playing really well for the audio listeners. Oh, sorry. It's like a <laughs> standard. Yeah, it really is. It's like the standard old uh, white Game Boy Advance. And then he got me like this kind of like almost translucent like black one. And then a backlit screen, uh, new buttons. Like basically a, it's going to be a whole new Game Boy Advance. And then next week he's going to bring his soldering iron. And I'm going to basically have a new Game Boy Advance. And then also so, this. Like the awesome thing about those mods, like adding those AGS screens to them is that not only do you get back, a backlight, but you get a better battery life, even with the backlight, uh, just so, because the, the technology is newer. It's, you know, less, less yeah, uh, energy-consuming. It also He also got me a battery pack for it that's a rechargeable one, so I just need a that's USB-C and I, can, nice. and I can charge it. And then it also like, it comes like stickers to put on there on the fr frame, and it came with an Electabuzz and a Liquid Tongue sticker. Right on. That's real cool, dude. Yeah, I was excited to tell you guys about it. I, uh, like, I've never really modded or, like, changed anything about my own consoles myself. And even though he helped me a lot, like, taking this apart, cleaning it, and putting the screen on Fucking was super exciting. Comically big bottle. <laughs> it's not comically big. It's the standard thermos <laughs> size. Like most thermoses. For our listeners, you have this size. On camera, yeah. on camera, it looks like you got a fucking gallon. A yeah. pink it does. gallon. Is it? It's a two-ton water I, bottle. How many? Is this a gallon? Yeah. Oh, it's a gallon. So, <laughs> so you know. I need two hands for it. That's the funniest yeah. part. Well, I could, I could, I could, I could one hand it. I think. You look like that cigar-smoking baby from Roger Rabbit. <laughs> baby Herman. Yeah. Uh, and then I've also been still doing that, um, the PlayStation Plus stuff where I'm playing Bioshock. And uh, and then I also played a little bit of Subsurface Circular this cool. week. Cool. You know, the, I was thinking about the Bioshock trilogy uh, last week. And the more I think about it, the more I think that Infinite is my favorite one. It's just, I think, I think Bioshock. I never played it, truly. It's absolutely my favorite one. Yeah. Um. So as far as this week, I kind of wanted to talk to you guys about some topical stuff. Uh, one of those is, I'm sure everybody and their mom has heard about the GameStop short. Yeah. And it's been uh, on the news for everything. No. Uh, short story is uh, hedge funds betted against GameStop 
And people on Reddit decided, nah, dog, and shot the stuff up and made them lose money. And it's, I think it's super interesting that, like, we've talked so much about how much GameStop is dying that still with all of this publicity and, like, everything going on about it, they're still closing 450 stores here soon. Like, it's still, like, a dying, bleeding whale to a point where, like, companies are, bet like, betting billions of dollars against it. Have you guys been into one of, like, the uh, remodeled GameStops yet? Uh, uh, I've not no. been into any GameStops in a very long time. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, it's weird. There's, you know, they whenever they acquired uh, ThinkGeek, they started carrying more of that Hot Topic crap, Funko Pops, all that shit, yes. right? Yeah. Uh, but, like, now, it's even more of that shit and even fewer video games, you know? It's really weird. I noticed that. The last two times I've gone there, like, or I feel like every time I've gone there in the last, like, year and a half, I just see less and less video games. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I also then I was like, all right, well, like, you know, are they going to try and use this? Because I think that the only reason that this necessarily got as big as it did, even though, like, other companies were also having similar things happen with it. Like GMC was one of the big, or not GMC, AMC was one of the big ones at the time. I think that like definitely the nostalgia for GameStop and what it was, like when it was like Babbage's EV games, all that stuff, is part of the reason that all the like shit lords on Reddit decided like, yeah, you know, let's all back this and do this. And it makes me like a little bit sad because it, it's just more acknowledgement that this isn't going to go anywhere. And it, but it also baffles me that they're not trying to push like congregate. Like it doesn't seem like GameStop is trying to monopolize it at all. Yeah. And I would think, that I mean, it wouldn't be very do. wise of them to. Do you disagree? Do you think like that they should? That like, put, yeah, I think that like having a, Super Bowl commercial and like pushing Congregate or like any of the other digital services they own would be a oh. good idea. I I mean I think people would find it super funny. I also wonder if if is GameStop still in a place where they could afford a Super Bowl commercial? Oh sure, they could okay. absolutely, but <laughs> but uh, I, mean, I just I, don't I, think it would be the the wisest decision, right? Especially what we we just talked about and what we've been talking about over the past two years. Uh, with their their model just changing, right? The the actual in store floor plan model of GameStop's just evolving into what is essentially a hot topic with video games, right? With some video games, and people, you know, we've already so the seen less the numbers. Sexy Spencers. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we we've seen like drastic increases, over, especially over the last two years of digital sales versus physical sales 2021 will likely be our first year where digital sales completely exceed physical uh it just doesn't seem smart to be tossing money at something like that i don't know i mean i i, mean, I don't know look i don't know shit about running a business you know but but i mean like if there's lockdown like a second lockdowns this is still going on you're dying physically it doesn't matter that you have your new floor plan and you have those harry potter ice cube trays the point is it's like 
need to do something. And I don't know. This just seems like, I don't know. I guess like for them me. Them changing just, like, the floor plan and the business model was them attempting to do something. You know, them uh, going into publishing was them attempting to do something. You know, them like they've they've been trying. It's just not working, you know. Yeah, I mean, like, because it wasn't because, like, I think it was like AMC Theaters, GameStop. I know Bed Bath and Beyond was also one of them. Yeah. Uh, but it, the guy from like Chewy dot com and like November December time bought like thirteen percent, like thirteen percent of like GameStop stocks, and that is what like the jumping point kind of was before it became everything that it is. And I don't know. I just like. I don't know what Chewy.com is. Is it a uh, Chewbacca like a, website? No, it's like a it's a it's a dog toy website. <laughs> uh, you don't have a dog, so you don't know these things. Sure. Um... <laughs> Let me tell you something. Until you have a dog, sure. <laughs> Uh, you're a dog owner, you know, you're, like you understand. I'm not gonna pretend to know shit about stocks and hedge funds, or I don't know shit about what GameStop's financial situation is outside of, you know, what people, well, like, but even still, right? Like, that's such a broad term. Like, I don't know what shitty is in that context, right? Like, I don't know how much money they have. Uh, but like, I think that. Like Tom said, like, they have been attempting to do something, right? And I think that, like, if they were going to do something, it would have had... If they were really going to do something to turn th- that really turn things around, it would have had to have been way before now. Uh, yeah, they've been trying way before now, yeah, you know? Yeah, but, like, these are things that, like... But they should have monopolized on it. I don't, maybe I'm just wistful. Maybe I am also one of those stupid shit lords who, like, just... Well, like, as okay. nostalgia for what Reddit, or not no, Reddit, no. What, for what uh, GameStop well, used to be. As much as we talk about GameStop, I don't want GameStop to go anywhere. I don't. I, I, I don't like going it, I don't into want... that store because, you know, there's no more Game World or fucking Babbage's or any of that, right? Like, there's no more of that stuff. Yeah. Fucking Toys R Us is gone. I like going into GameStop and looking at the games and picking a game based off of nothing but what's on the fucking box art, right? Like, I enjoy that. Uh, but, like... But, I don't know. I mean, man. is that even what GameStop is now? <laughs> so I mean, they still have games there. So less me, and less, but so I guess I I wonder. Okay, so if GameStop is to capitalize on this publicity that they've that they've gotten, which in a way almost seems secondary to the publicity uh, for the people who are perpetrating the actions that have led to this, but if they were to capitalize on this on this spotlight uh what form does that take outside of outside of a a tv spot right like what form does how do they capitalize i mean i think the smartest thing for them would be social media but like even their twitter i don't know i mean i don't look at their twitter daily but it was like dead silent about all of this you know yes uh you know, I mean, that's free at least. That doesn't cost them anything. But but I guess, like, okay, so if you... Let's say that you do engage... Uh, you do engage your followers on social media. Like, so your GameStop, you engage your followers on social media about this. Make some GameStonk plushies. Or Yeah. Get some trademarks yeah. on all these memes about yourself. Start putting that out. 
There's plenty of people that'll be down for it. Yeah, but like, I guess I'm wondering. I mean, how... it's not gonna save them, but I mean, nothing is at this point, so might as well. No, try but and, like, uh, yeah, I mean, bucks from it, it was such a thing, right? Like, starting a fucking hashtag even would. I mean, it's not gonna save them, but it certainly couldn't hurt, you know. Uh, I, I mean, know. it's going to bring some dollars to their pocket, right? Someone's going to be like, "I'm down for this," right? Um. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just also just kind of want to like just find it really funny that this is this is this is what we're doing now in 2021. <laughs> well, I th- right, like I think... with capital riots and game stonks. Well, I think that <laughs> with you know there has been, and especially uh, after after this whole thing happened, I think there's definitely been a a more pronounced discourse about um about you know the concept of capitalism and what all that what all of that entails and the idea of these capitalists on one side doing something that is objectively uh detrimental to these capitalists on this side is on one hand, very fascinating to watch, but on the other hand, like I think about if I were in the position where I'm in between these two parties and like this, all this attention is being put on me. uh, I guess I don't know what I would do with that. I think I would be, I think it seems like I would, it seems like almost like a mortifying like position to be in. But it doesn't have to be though. Yeah. You know, Austin, GameStop like, doesn't really have to do anything. GameStop can't really do much. Th- well, there's anything, there's not right? even really anything but for like, them to do with that. Right, but like, you know, I don't but know, But who's man. buying like, their stuff? Is it the hedge funds, or is it all these people on Reddit? Like, I don't know. I just feel like... I mean, I'm sure is... it's a bit of both, but... Well, I mean... I don't know. I mean, it was like, at first it was... No, the, because first it they was tried the to former. get somebody to buy them, and it didn't work. Well, I mean, first it was the former, <laughs> and then it was the latter. Right. So like, I guess I don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't know enough about the stock market and trading to like have like a really detailed like opinion on any of this. But I mean, I do think that if nothing else, uh, it seems to have, it seemed to have gotten people talking more um, about uh, himself. About well, no, like well, yeah, but <laughs> about, like about, about stocks, and, about stocks know, and, and, and trading and stuff and like how, that, and, how... and and especially like with the stuff that with the with the shit that happened with uh, uh, Robin Hood, and uh, and how that went down. Like, I think it has people paying more like more attention to that sort of thing. I think that on on at the end though, there's still <laughs> there's still some kind of accountability. Like, if you want, if you do care about this sort of thing, then like the onus does fall on you to like, you know learn more about that stuff independently, which I don't know how, I mean, I don't know how much time people actually have to do that if they're not actively engaging in this stuff. I mean, more, I mean, more time now than ever. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. But I mean, the the uh, problem, I mean, I think the biggest problem is, and like, yeah, some kids got rich off of this shit, right? Not a lot, but some did. Yeah. But like, no, you didn't, but (laughs) Berto did. I didn't make it. But when it's like a bunch of millennials day trading what little money they have, like, 
probably not the best idea. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I mean, definitely don't go in it like with no zero knowledge. Or yeah, no zero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't go in there with zero knowledge. But like, I don't know. I uh, I know enough people that like just threw in a bit, sold a little bit, got had like people, and I don't know. I I've been enjoying the stories. I. I don't say like I personally am very active. My parents are, my family is. It is something we talk about a lot. And Birdo is definitely more into like crypto and stocks and stuff. But uh, I don't know. I found it interesting. I found it funny. Um, yeah, and I, I uh, like. I mean, the because the thing about it is the the conversation about it has been a distillation of the situation, which has turned into like these rich people lost money. Which, you know, I'm cool with that, but, like... Well, companies, but yeah. Uh, but at the same time, like, I don't know where to take the conversation beyond that. Because, like, I've never really thought about day trading beyond, like, a month ago. So, <laughs> you know... So... Yeah, but now you know a little bit more about it, and... I mean, and they're not all doing that, right? Like, some of them are holding on to that shit. Yeah. But, oh, like, yeah. Uh, for the most part, I would assume not, you know... I don't know. Um, it, and I, I think that honestly, like, I want to see what this is like later on. Not not this because the situation is, uh, is you know it's going to dissipate as it as it will over time. But like, yeah, I think that uh, like I, I have been you know not actively, but like you know here and there, like I will. I will check it on GameStop and like, you know, see, you know, see, you know, where things are going for them. And, you know, like Tom said, I don't want GameStop to go away. Like it doesn't actually serve me for GameStop to disappear at any point, like them being here or, or them leaving or, or them disappearing. Like, I don't feel like personally my life will change that much, but like, I don't want, I don't, it, it doesn't serve me for them to like, for them to go away. Um, but I just I yeah. I mean, I've I've been into many GameStops with you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I don't I don't really see. I I mean. I mean, I met you at a GameStop. There's That's true. There's like you know, there, people will tell like people will tell the same GameStop joke over and over again about trade in values, but like yeah, whatever. You know, really like. I I guess I don't see. I mean, the outside of GameStop's actual employees, I don't. I guess I, I guess there's another point then. I was gonna, I was gonna make a really shitty point of outside of their employees, who are they hurting? But that was a really shitty thing to say. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but like, I guess, I guess the well, hey guys, I, hey, they, they changed I mean, their model. GameStop hurts they, a lot of people. Yeah, you know, GameStop yeah. hurts the consumer as well. GameStop hurts the publisher and developer as well. Uh, that said, like the selfish part of me still likes going to a store and looking at video games. You know. Yeah. No, I get, there's definitely that nostalgia there for that. But the other thing I wanted to talk to you guys about this week is Google Stadia. Mm-hmm. I remember we talked about Stadia one uh, time. We, oh. Oh, we've talked about, we are, like, we've, we've, we've said some words. But uh, I think it's also, like, just something I found <sighs> interesting was first the, um, uh, them getting rid rid of all the in-house publishers, yeah, and yeah. then, and then now 
uh, came out today about um, that Terraria. Terraria. What about Terraria? Is, uh... <laughs> it's not going to release. I see. Uh, yeah, so the port was going to be on Glacidia, but they got locked out of their, their, all their Google accounts yeah. for three weeks with no explanation, and so they decided to cancel it. So, as you may recall, <laughs> uh, before the launch of Stadia, we talked about Killed by Google. Yeah. You guys remember this? Yeah. Yes. Yes. So I don't even know why we're talking about this. Like, this is not a surprise, you know? Like, I didn't say it was a surprise. I just thought it was interesting. Well, it interesting is. It's not mean so unsurprising. And it's, <laughs> is it interesting, though? Like, I, th- I think it's like I think it's, it's I think it's in some ways kind of paradoxical. Uh, how is it different from on live, at all? You know, other than it's Google, right? Other than there's this big name behind it, how is it different? It's you not. Know? The difference is the big name behind it. Yeah. Like I I so like playing Play Now or uh, PlayStation Now more often yeah. or Plus. I forget which one it is. PlayStation now. Um, yeah. So and like seeing that I can stream them or most most of them I can also just download them. Right. And I really like that. I like to have that option. And I and it's to my knowledge, Stadia never had that option and I don't understand right. why. Well, because they want it to be fast, Shanae. Well that was their that was their whole that's their their whole gimmick, Shanae. But if you download that, it well, You can run it on any hardware. Well that's the that's the thing, Shanae, is that right. like that's their whole that's that's their whole selling point. Is that you don't download it because you're playing on their computers, not your own. On whatever what you hardware you want. To? What if you if if I wanted to play on my if I wanted to play on my own hardware, I wouldn't be using Google Stadia. I would just be using my own hardware. I would just Look, buy. They should have had a, they should have had a subscription model, which they didn't. You have to buy each game that on its they, own. That and you there's like there are so many things with um... US internet is still not ready for it. No. no. You know, I play PlayStation now with my fucking gigabit fiber <laughs> internet and it's still not great. It's not terrible, right? Some games are playable, but there are certain games that I would never want to play like that. And most people don't have that option here. There are 30 cities in this hey. country that have that option. But you, That's did it. you not hear? Did you not hear? Elon Musk is bringing out Starlink. We'll all have great oh, his fucking internet. his fucking weird Skynet internet. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, I thought you were talking about that fucking Ubisoft Star Fox game. They share no, a name, I... but <laughs> there's. Well, the company is called Starlink. I mean, it is a video you... game show. But the, the company is called Starlink, but if you look at any of their IP addresses in their IP range, and, and yeah. like on any IP service like IP.API or something like that, yeah, they all come up as. SpaceX. I find that really funny. It'll come up yeah. as what? I'm sorry. SpaceX. Oh, cool. I mean, that's like normally yeah. it comes with like Comcast, Verizon, whatever. I mean, that, right, that, right. Dude, providing it. that dude is in space all the time. So, so, uh, I mean, it makes sense. yeah, so he's he's putting that out right now. It's only in areas, obviously, in like six months tops, it'll be everywhere, and we'll all be like having the best internet from the satellite. It's great. I guess I just don't <laughs> understand, like, why anyone would have purchased any amount of video games on that service. Friend Caleb, who currently does the majority of his gaming on Stadia, uh, and he has a lot of praise for it. He really does. It's the best way 
other than a, a high-end PC, it is currently the best way to play Cyberpunk 2077 uh -huh. if that's something you want to be playing. That's true. That's, you that's know? everybody I've talked to that's like Stadia has brought up Cyberpunk 2077. Right. And you're right. I didn't think about that, but you're right. That said, this isn't anything new. PlayStation bought Gaikai, what, a decade ago now? Something like that, right? Because it was during PS3. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and even before that was on live, right? Yeah. We can go. We can go back a decade before that to the Satellaview. This is not a new thing, you know. This, this has been happening since the '90s. And the trouble is, as internet speeds increase, technology also increases, and the demand that these games take to perform increase, right? Yeah. And the information that needs to be streamed is increased. Yeah, I think that streaming probably is the future of video games, but like, I don't think it's anytime soon. Like, oh I mean, no, anytime like... soon. No, not at all. Uh, but I guess it's like, so these games are more the, the these games are more technically demanding every year, and. If, I mean, that doesn't matter, right? Well, if it's a remote PC or whatever, that doesn't matter. Well, well like, here's the thing, is that, like, at some point, like, you're, <laughs> you're paying, like, you've got, okay, you've got, you've got your budget allocated for these, these supercomputers that you've got over in California or wherever the fuck, right? And then, like, and you're paying for all these computers, and then you're, and then you're paying these other, you're striking deals with these companies to get some, to get some Stadia exclusives, for your for your for your little platform, and gets all get all the promotions going, and then every once in a while, every for your subscribers you're giving away you're giving away a free game or two, right? And all of that is costing all this money, but then at the same time, well, no subscribers for Stadia. Well, here's the thing: at the same time, I mean, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I don't. From what it sounds like to me. There aren't a lot of subscribers to to the service. There aren't a lot of people using the, the service. Active users. Yeah. Again, no subscribers. But uh, yeah, active I, I, users is the is the term you meant. Yeah. yeah let's, let's just pretend that was what you said. Uh, I mean, I do know that they have like a monthly subscription. Well, they have pro, yeah. Deal, right. But even right, but even, even on that, but, but, what, what I'm saying is even on that deal you're buying the games piecemeal. So I guess like my, my whole thing is like in, in other, on, in a, in a, in a world where there are other services who don't do the exact same thing, but have a, but offer a relatively similar service for a monthly fee, but don't charge you for every game that you want to play. I guess I don't understand why you would then go to this service instead. Outside. Because you don't have to buy the hardware for those other services. Yeah. Okay, but here's the thing. I'm not saying it's smart, but that's why. But here's the thing: no, is I mean... that is that if when not if, but when Google discontinues the service, then those games are just gone. All that money you paid for those games is just gone. And I guess like that's a whole other conversation about like. Because the the definition of of ownership in the digital world is changing all the time, but like with this, this is a this is one platform. It's not like this is a console that they're going to iterate on or something. 
Like, no, but Google also has the money and the resources to keep Stadia going, right? Keep servers online, keep maintenance going, even if they never add another game to the platform. If dis if if discontinuing Stadia is just never adding another game, I think that those users that bought those games will still be able to access and play those games for a long time because it's Google. When I uh, I think discontinuing Stadia would mean stopping Stadia, like the platform altogether. That's what I think. I, it would mean. And yes, I think that'll happen, but I don't think that's happening next year or the year after. I think it's going to be a while before that happens. And if it does happen sooner than that, I think Google will compensate users in some way. Hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, look, I don't work at Google, so I don't know what their plans are. I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, but I would, I just think that this whole, the whole thing is precarious and I guess, precarious at best. I, I guess I don't, I guess I don't understand. Uh, I sh okay. I think understand is the wrong word, but I wouldn't personally back an initiative like this knowing what I know, but I mean, not everybody has the same considerations that I do. So, I mean, I did, right? Like, I backed uh, on live during its infancy. Uh, and, you know, that didn't exactly set the world on fire. But you, we also got to remember, this is like, before on live, I couldn't think, like, I didn't know about Bandai's Teleview at that time, right? Like, to me, that this was the, the first thing like that, which it wasn't. But, yeah. but to me and to most people, it was. Uh by by now with Stadia, we've seen this happen again and again and again. I think you know Google isn't going after you and me; it's going after people who don't know that this has happened over and over again. For the fools, they've been so yeah. blind. Yeah, I mean, on paper, I mean that's honestly, it sounds that's like fair. better Sega Channel. You know what I mean? Right. But, you know, in practice, that's not what it is. Yeah, it's better than Sega Channel. No, but, no, no, what I'm saying down. is that, like, what I'm saying is that, like, well, obviously, yes, objectively, it is, like, technically and everything better than Sega Channel. What I'm saying is that, okay, so this is the thing that, this is, like, when, and I might be alone on this, but, like, when I, when I think about, when I think back then to what Sega Channel was, like, I imagined something, like, I imagine something similar to to this, right? Where I can just play these games or whatever. Sure. Um, but what I'm saying is that, like, the the outlook of what I believe this service to be is such that, like, it is not what I envisioned I would be getting when it came yeah. like, when it came to like longevity and viability and things like that. But. I mean, then again, maybe I'm just... I'm, it's exactly I, what I envisioned. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm talking about, like... I'm not, I'm not talking about, like, when I first heard about Stadia, how, yeah. however long ago it was. I'm talking about, like, 20 years ago when I imagined, like... Of course, of course. Like, what it would be like to be able to just pl just pluck games off the internet and play them. You know what I mean? Right. So... Uh, yeah, when I was looking at Stadia stuff before the show, I came across a really funny meme where it was, like... Before they announced Stadia, they had like four like little 
kiosk things up in front of their like main Google store, uh-huh. and it was like the Power Glove, like a fail, like certain like Atari, and I forget what the other one was, but it was basically three failed products, and then like it, and then it said coming soon for Stadia, in front of it, and it's just like, <laughs> well, they knew. <laughs> uh, I've got a question both for whoever listens to or watches this, uh, and you guys, if you have an answer, since. Stadia was first announced. I've been thinking about this, and I just I, I can't think of a logical reason for why this is the way it is. Uh, we had games on like like Newgrounds games, right? Like any kind of flash yeah. game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like that or whatever that runs on literally any anything you have, right? Yeah, and there wasn't problems with input latency or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And I like, get it; those are some tiny garbage games for the most part not all of them but for the most part some pretty low tier games but like i remember a decade ago maybe less than that uh playing quake live yeah which ran in browser like you didn't download anything yep, for quake live played that motherfucker uh and it it's fucking quake that's a fast fucking game yep. right like it and it, and it was fine uh, i think there was also like a version of tribes that was that way yeah, oh, uh, there yeah. was also what? a there's also a Battlefield game that was in browser and like I guess I I don't know enough about it right but I'm just like what's what's different between those games and whatever Stadia or On Live or PlayStation Now or any of them are trying to do why did those run so well uh, and these just don't I mean I would just have to have to probably assume that it's because. It's just the one game. Yeah. So there's probably things embedded into the URL that you're like connected to. I think it's just that like that are different and like less than doing I, a whole service. I, I, yeah. I'm assuming. I guess like yeah. but as someone who like doesn't know shit about engineering, uh, the the assumption that I would make is that building like setting up like hardware on your side specific for one specific product. Uh, allows you to better optimize than if you were to run a service for a bunch of different products with a bunch of different specifications. Uh, but then again, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe someone else. I'm sure someone else who knows a lot more than I do has an answer for yeah. you. But yeah. Um. But. But I yeah. I th- I I don't know. I the yeah, every time there are so many times. And this is something that I've that I've I've seen so many times over the years in gaming magazines and on websites and whatever uh, that advertise like you know play play these games over the internet play all these games over the internet without having to worry about what you have and this is and I and like even before like on live and 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 all that stuff. Like I, I remember seeing like so many different services that advertise that same thing. And it's never, it's it's never different. You know, it's just, but you need like this, at least this version. And it's like only two versions since the latest. Yeah. Um, and you have to have at least like, I don't know, like like 16 to 32 gigabytes, like down, like, like, I don't know. Like they just like, they say it all, but like in the fine print, like you see it all there. If they even have speeds on there, and unless you like call their support staff, I think like this could be a successful business model for 
like the indie scene and not all indie games, but specific indie games, I think this could be a successful business model. If you think about like, yeah. like say, if you think about Sega Channel or if you think about Satellaview, right? If you think about things like that, uh, that are sending less information, right? To and from, because it has to go both, both ways, right? For a button press to do something and for you to see it on your TV, it has to go to you, back to the thing, back to you, right? Uh, yeah. But for for games that can send far less data, right? I I would assume it would work better because Satellaview ran okay, Sega Channel ran okay. Yeah. You know. Uh, I just think it's maybe about just just do it with smaller games, yeah. like something like Terraria probably would have sure. played well. Yeah. Uh, they didn't lock them out of their Google account. For right. Weeks. <laughs> I mean, you think about how, like, I mean, and I think Tom will definitely speak to this. Like, people were having a great time playing Minecraft in their browsers for a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, so, I mean, it could certainly work. Um, I just don't think that it's, like, the, not yet, at least, with, you know, how bad or how inconsistent the quality of internet is throughout our country. Um, I just don't think, and I'm, and I don't, not just our country, but I, there are other, there are other countries who also have bad internet too. Uh, and how inconsistent that is. We can only speak a ton. What what we know, what does our internet? Right. Um, but I just think like if it's, if it's a smaller, like like if humble did it or if limited run did it, like I'm just saying, and it's the types of games that those companies typically put out. Right. It'd probably run a lot better than Hitman Three or whatever. Yeah, you know? honestly, like Flower Journey, things like that would I think would run perfectly fine. I mean, I, yeah, I've played the PlayStation Now version of Journey, and it like I'm not gonna say there's no lag whatsoever. Obviously, there is, uh, but like it's fine, serviceable. Yeah. I've played Eco on there; it's serviceable, you know. Yeah, that's how I played yeah. it. But like, maybe you shouldn't put. The division on there, or yeah. you know, <laughs> or like. But uh, do y'all have any closing thoughts? Because I have like I have a small game for us today. Oh, okay. A small game for y'all. Um, uh, I mean, closing thoughts is what it, what it, we've been saying for, I mean, since we first heard about Stadia, right? Like, it's going to happen. I just think we're a long way. We're going off. to fail. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Um. Yeah. Any Ryan? Uh no. Uh, just, you know, uh, you know, I think that you should definitely, before you invest in any sort of technology, always do your research or, you know, be okay with being disappointed when it, if, if, and when it doesn't work out. Well, it's it was such a small investment, both of them. you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess that's relatively speaking. Like, I don't know how much money other people have, but, uh, you know, just, but, I mean, compared to any other gaming experience, Stadia was a pretty small investment. Sure. Yeah. But uh, just, I mean, you know, still part of me would, research part of me where you spend your money. Or don't. I think it would be kind of okay with trying Cyberpunk 2077 on it. Yeah. Hmm. But I'd probably be better just, like, well, once I get my graphics card back, just buying it. Or just don't it play PC. it, you know. Yeah, there's also that, that option. That's uh, so. it. Small game. Um... Uh, this ultimate showdown it's basically just a samurai showdown uh yeah so samurai showdown i'm gonna name uh two video game characters the parameters are they are in this like sphere vacuum that is neither of their worlds it's just them 
on like who do you think would win in a fight. So first ones up though I have are Kratos and Dante from Devil May Cry series. Dante. I think Dante wins. Does Kratos does Kratos have an, have his son with him or not? I say it's Kratos. Any like game going from the beginning, so no son. It's still just Kratos, but he does. Just, he could have all the powers. Of, look, like, I'm just basing it on like all the things that Dante has gone up against. Yeah, combined with the fact that like that combat is so much more involved and like it's on another level compared to any God of War game. But but Kratos is fighting gods. And he's got the magic. Right. I give the Look, okay, I, know I you give, guys I give I give the edge <laughs> I give the edge to Dante, uh, and that's significantly because he is capable of wielding a shotgun like nunchucks. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you don't fuck with a guy who can do that. <laughs> um. All right, Luigi versus Nathan Drake. Oh, oh, Drake! All Drake! Day. He, Drake would just shoot him in the head. That's, kidding me? That, that's game over. <laughs> that fight's over in a minute. He could bamboozle him. <laughs> nah. And nah. I mean, Luigi's Look. getting blown up by Look. shells. Oops. When Luigi is embiggened, he can take two turtle shells. Nathan Drake can take a lot of fucking bullets and grenades and be fine. All right. And he's not even embiggened. Uh, also, I don't know if you've seen the things that that Nathan Drake can do in hand to hand combat. So even without the gun, he's grabbing Luigi by his fucking big noggin and smashing it against the wall a bunch of times. He climbs like a fucking spider monkey. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, Nathan Drake. Yeah, that. I mean, but what about Luigi? <laughs> yeah, but like, if okay, so if 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 Kratos can't have his son, then Luigi can't have Luigi with him. Yeah, he can because it's if he can have the then Nate gets fucking Sully at least. Yeah, and Sully Sully no. has a gun too. That's two guns. If if Nathan Drake had a robot, then he could have that, but not like a person. Okay, look. Okay, not look. I'll, look, person. listen, listen, listen. Let's say it's Luigi and Guigi, right? Yeah. And they're kitted out as much as they have ever been. Yeah. What are they gonna do? Just suck them? Yeah, they're just gonna suck them. You em. know. All, all he's got lap, is lap, lap, all he, yeah. I'm so glad all these are consenting adults. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nathan Drake, all right. absolutely. And, and then last one for the night is uh, Doctor Robotnik versus Ganon. Ganon, Ganon, easily, easily. It doesn't even matter which Ganon either. Just pick one. <laughs> Robotnik can't even beat Sonic at fucking Puyo Puyo. You yeah, know? he's just he's he cannot fight at all. Like he's when, the poor man's Wily. Yeah, like even with know? even with all his robots and all his and all his shit, yeah. he, you know he he can't. He's he's. Pathetic. I don't even remember who else he said him and who else. Ganon. <laughs> yeah, doesn't See, that, That's how much it doesn't matter. <laughs> Cause... Wait, what about Doctor Robotnik versus Luigi? Uh well. Oh no, he'd be Luigi. Yeah, uh, that's true. What about Ganon versus Nathan Drake? <laughs> well, uh, I I. Uh, I know Yeah, Ganon was because I don't. I feel like Ganon is would be impervious to bullets. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. 
blap blap that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, but Doctor Robotnik is is worthless. So, and he will always be such. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Except if we're talking uh, about the Jim Carrey Robotnik, because he had all those drones and that and that cool that cool car. So maybe <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Regular Robotnik has all that shit. No, but like. <laughs> So you got Jim Carrey there. Yeah, so, and he had like he had U.S. military backing too. So, <laughs> so I did not know that. Yeah, that movie's cool. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, that's all I got for our show this week. If you want to uh, listen to us on, and you're not, and you want to on whatever else that you're not listening on, to us already on, on Stadia. On, yeah, you want to watch us on Stadia. Stadia. We're on YouTube. Uh, we're on Spotify, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, probably many more. Uh, we got to Discord. But we're only on Stadia Pro. Yeah. So. But we're, we're only on Stadia Pro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh no! Don't, don't do this. You can also see brothers. us on those. You can also see us on those TVs inside of GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> We're also on GameStop TV and Congregate, it, so find us there. That guy who's uh, always on—I don't know who that guy is on those TV things, but Jeff like, Keely? not Je- no, it's not Jeff Kelly. It's some—it's some dude with uh, like glasses, and he's always like, he's, Captain Redbeard, the guy with the red beard. He's got no beard. I remember him being clean shaven. He's a fucking dork, but I just remember he Major was. Major Nelson. No, Redbeard is. Uh, <laughs> no, I would. <laughs> I would remember if Major Nelson was on a TV inside a GameStop. Because you'd be like, hi, I'm Major Nelson, and welcome to... That's how he talks. But no, there's all this guy, and he's always like... I was like, how do you... I guess, guess, like, he's getting paid for it, but, like, he was always excited about every single game. And, like, I was always like, I don't believe you, man. I don't believe you. Who had, like, sandy blonde hair or, like... Light brunette, kind of like dorky looking. Yeah, I, yes, Tom. I realized how naive I sounded saying that a second ago, but I don't know. I just I hate him. So whatever his name is. <laughs> also, that girl who who pronounces Mario as Mario. You know, li- you know, a surprising large, a surprisingly large number of people do that. But maybe that's how you're supposed to say it. I don't know. She's like, oh, she's like, yeah, the Super Mario Brothers, and I'm like, because she doesn't have a Boston accent. She's not allowed to just say it like that. Okay, Shanae, here you are with your gatekeeping again. Yeah, I'm the worst. Well, to be fair, when Charles Martinet says Mario in the games, he sounds like somewhere in between both of those. Yeah. So Uh, Mario exists between worlds. He straddles the world of the living and the dead. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He straddles the world of the dinosaurs. Yeah. The Koopas. That's our show. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye.